now that I'm actually in Saskatchewan here on Thursday, June 17th, 2021, I uh, thought I'd start off my Saski Summer Shorts number one proper with discussing yesterday's Loki episode. And uh, two things stood out to me in that episode. The first, of course, has, has to be that conversation between Loki and Mobius, uh, talking about belief and faith and how yeah, when you think about things too much, to some extent, it gets, it kind of falls apart. It looks ridiculous, fanciful, but believing, creating reality. And there, there's both a push and a pull on that from the Christian tradition. I talked about the last week how, uh, you know, the, well, the push and the pull about free will and God acting on free will. The Christian tradition, at least in the West, has always upheld this tension, this relationship between faith and reason, that within the framework of faith, there needs to be, we can use reason and, and rational consistency within the parameters of what faith and belief sets out. So that does go too far in terms of creating too much of a, trying to get a coherent system and fit everything in as our attempt to control faith. But it also means that we can't just you know, go too far willy-nilly and believe anything we want. So that's a, a bit of a, a push and pull there. It is important to note, however, that yeah, there are some things outside of reason that the faith itself creates our community. And the faith itself creates our, our reason for being and chiefly for Christians, of course, it is the resurrection. And that's not something you can prove. You can't go in, you know, scientifically demonstrate that this guy who was crucified rose himself from the dead. That, you know, it, it makes no logical sense, and yet here we are 2,000 years later, right? And, and our entire hope in life after death, life beyond this here and now, that then informs and and gives meaning and joy and purpose, glorious purpose to this here and now, causes us to relate well to each other, at least ideally, as eternal beings who matter because Christ is risen from the dead. And so there there is a bit of a wrinkle there. The faith in the the timekeepers creates the TVA. That's a, a bit of a, an odd metaphor, but faith in who Odin is and who, uh, you know, the, the purpose and destiny of all of Asgard created that Asgardian community and held them together, even beyond Ragnarok. And they're able to create a new Asgard because of their, their sense of seeking the well-being of, of others and the hospitality of, of the folks of Norway, who is faith that created. Um, another point connected then within that is the, the, the meeting together in peace and order. And it's played as nefarious. What, what I'm pointing out here is that Mobius really believes that. It's not played as he's this idiot that Loki ends up sort of starts to think he is. He actually is committed to this. It is his life. I do see Loki pushing the limits of that, poking holes in that, especially given that order needs freedom and needs dignity in order 
for it to be a just order and a health health giving order if it is simply this ball playing utopia at the end of time then it's actually dystopia and so what uh i mean what the point there is is related to the questions of story and role that are brought up uh, brought up in the first episode you know we, we talk about unity and order again the western christian tradition does have this tension between the person and the community it's not an attention in that the person is found in community and we need people like loki to point the hole poke the holes at blind order and blind faith but uh yeah i, I will to add to that then we we need a sense of self i am really me when my body dies and my soul lives on and then my body is raised for eternal life uh, I still continue to be really me I'm not dissolved into some vague blank unity which incidentally is one of the things that uh, force ghosts differ maybe from the Christian tradition I think what a lot of folks who on Mobius' side who prefer to emphasize unity and order are pushing against the selfish individualism of our capital stage and pushing against Loki going too far as a villain of individual arrogance, setting himself up his story as superior. All those themes that I, I talked about last week uh, coming together in this or confronting rather this belief in that the TVA and Mobius has in the timekeepers pulling these strands together. So uh, I, I don't entirely see the TVA being that benevolent and we'll see how this plays out. I do, and this does bring me to my second point is we, this is a big spoiler. We have this lady Loki and she has taken those disintegrating things and bombed the sacred timeline and what we see in so far already is a brilliant way of this one this is a bit of a, a side note interlude here this show has been great at burying hiding exposition within narrative and one of the things that they've buried exposition so it's not let me just play you an exposition even uh that animation at the beginning it, with the, the, I forget her name, the clock character uh, that has a story function and it's in this animated playful way. Anyway, another thing that gets hidden subtly in the exposition um, is the way natural disasters, quote unquote natural disasters, are very much a part of the push and pull of the sacred time that Vesuvius always erupts. Ragnarok always happens and supposedly this town in Alabama is always going to be destroyed by by the storm and what uh, Eric Voss pointed out on, on his you know as we are watching his uh, his breakdown videos that a lot of those dates that are, are mentioned that get bombed are environmental disasters even the ones that Loki games, the, ex the extinction of the swallow, 
that upsets the ecosystem. I mean, that's a huge global event. That's a tragedy. We talk about even the, the climate crisis of, what, 2048. What I, the point I'm getting at is these, I think it's driving at are, are human-made. A lot of these things are human-made climate crises, climate disasters. And just the way so that uh, WandaVision looked at gender and female grief, the way Falcon Winter Soldier looked at uh, international lack of cooperation, upholding market interests and state interests at the expense of those who uh, would benefit from more open borders and more attention to those who are suffering. I think Loki is going to look at global warming and climate change and the human effects of it. And the reason I think that, and this is something Eric Voss pointed out, that storm that wipes out that town is created by Roxxon interfering with the natural climate in the area. And so basically these people are have been condemned to die by Roxxon. The company they work for, they have to buy all their food from, their supplies from in this Roxcart superstore. It, it's all the, the economic and social political impact that is connected to climate change creating this apocalyptic event and what we have then is Lady Thor and what I think she's there to say and do is to say this doesn't have to be this way this doesn't actually have to happen that this is a human a matter of human choice human arrogance human greed or and not just human in this case you know all these species throughout the galaxy <laughs> um, but in, in this case human greed and what I'm worried about then is, uh, well, no, what I'm hoping then is that she's portrayed as sympathetic. That we actually can kind of get underneath the, the nefarious, the seemingly nefarious motives that she might present to have. Because she uses sneaking, nefarious, sometimes violent means, I should, I should note. Um, although, you know, for the most part, the people she takes over do recover. And so that might be a bit more peaceable, but we see the TVA agents getting stabbed with the lance at the Ren Fair. What I'm wondering, what I'm hoping, frankly, all the stuff I said at the beginning being said, I'm hoping that Lady Thor ends up being, or whoever she is, Sylvie, ends up being the more sympathetic character, that the TVA, in asserting the uh, the quote-unquote inevitability of climate disaster, even if it's caused by choice. And, and the fact that they take that to, literally to a religious fervor and, and make it, literally make it dogma. I wonder if they're going to be played as the, the cold, uncaring antagonist. Not so much nefarious villain, but the antagonists, right? You notice how they are very stiffly bureaucratic. And again, cold, the, uh, their complex or facility, frankly, looks like, if you've been to the University of Toronto, it looks like Robert's Library and its brutalist architecture. I know it's uh, that massive, uh, the, all those stairs is the hotel in, in Atlanta where 
Dragon Con happens to be. It's a nice little nod, but bureaucratic, uh, and and that that's the point. Bureaucratic in a way that uphold the way bureaucracies often serve to uphold market interests and capital interests, and at the expense of actually serving people. Similar to the way uh, the the global was the global relocation council, whatever it's called, the way they now that gets me to what I hope, but what I'm concerned about then is if you listen back to what I've said before, my biggest disappointment with talking with your soldier is the way Carly becomes a villain and quote breaks bad and is not treated as a sympathetic hero as the actual voice of change and justice and I'm concerned that they're just going to repeat that mistake <laughs> and before Falcon Winter Soldier would say yeah Lady Thor is going to be this might actually be this great twist on this hero I hope that's the case I don't know <laughs> and I'm kind of bracing myself for them finding some sort of middle ground mediocre whatever Loki takes maybe it's more convincing than Sam's middle ground um, I'll, I'll, I'll watch that I'll be there for that I did enjoy Falcon Winter Soldier remember but knowing that that is now a direction that Marvel can take I, I hope they are actually able to do the right thing and uh, you know I mean the, similar to the way say Star Trek 4 did they actually did the whole Greenpeace thing with the ship stopping the whaling, uh, the whaling torpedo thing. I, I hope they do something similar like that. Um, we'll see. It, 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 again, they have the opportunity. This show already has the makings of of true greatness in the way it's exploring ideas. It was exploring identities and beliefs. Just like, you know, both WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier explored identities and explored beliefs. It's just, I hope they go, I hope they go as far as WandaVision did in exploring those things. So, that's my take on uh, the first two episodes of Loki, and especially the second episode from yesterday. Tomorrow, of course, is The Bad Batch, and so if they'll get to recording something for that. I hope the sound quality worked out. I'm speaking through my uh, Sony XM3 earbud, true wireless earbud, into my phone. And yeah, we'll see how all that works out. So anyway, this has been Sasuke Summer Shorts number one. Thanks for listening and stay true believers.